This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Burke in the Game. I am your beautiful green host, uh, Cheryl Burke, and I'm going to give you guys an update of how I'm doing. So last week I said I wasn't okay. This week I am still pissed, but um, I know that this whole issue that we're going through right now is going to be a long process and I just can't let it ruin my life because it is what it is and right now it's out of my control. So I'm trying to practice what I preach and I'm trying to um, just take it day by day, hour by hour. Speaking of, I don't want to say that I've been feeling like drinking again lately, but it's definitely been on my mind a lot more than um, normal. I talked to my therapist about it and um, I guess it's also because I haven't been very active with the program and with taking that fourth step that I seem to be stuck on for like the longest time now. Um, But I'm going to slowly get back into it Um, and I just noticed though when I was out with my friends the other night that there's like a time frame where I should not be out and I think it's past 10 30. I know that's like a uh, senior citizen time but I noticed that after like dinner and if they want to people want to go out afterwards like I think I'm best just to drop people off as the designated driver and um, go on my merry way because I am triggered by people who have more than maybe a couple drinks around me, especially late at night. So I'm really trying to call it out because that is the name of the game. And so that I don't unfortunately or fortunately relapse, right? I don't want to have to like even have that discussion. I think it's important to um, hold myself accountable. And that's what I'm doing by talking to you guys. So thank you for listening. And this podcast has been very helpful with any type of crazy emotions that go through my body. Um, But okay, so 
Moving on, we have an amazing guest, Nicole Lappin. She is an American television news anchor, author, and businesswoman. She is the New York Times bestselling author of Rich Bitch and Boss Bitch, which I have on my Audible. I just need to listen to it. But I've listened to, I would say, a quarter of her new book, Miss Independent. I had a feeling that this would be a great person to have on. I also have tons of questions because with a divorce comes uh, spending lots of money on attorney fees and other stuff like that. So um, let's welcome our guest, Nicole Eppen. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. You look so pretty. Like, I oh. love this background situation. Thank you. Thanks. It's just um, a bunch of photocopied, <laughs> I must ad- admit, dancers that probably shouldn't be photocopied. But hey, no good. one's you listening. Awesome. I'm in a closet with a step you- and repeat. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You look like Do you're you- at the iHeart <laughs> Studios, actually. So... <laughs> It looks really good. Until you make it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Daily Show grind. Yeah, well, it's exactly. good to meet you. Thanks so much for having me on. Good to meet you too. So for those that may not know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. And I started reading Miss Independent and I wish I would have more time before I talk to you, but I have so many questions. But before we get there, just uh, give us a little background about yourself, please. Who am I? Is that the question? Yes. Give us a little <laughs> background. I We have a lot of things in sim, like similar when it comes to our history, when it comes to trauma and stuff like that. So I yes. would love for you. We go, we go there on this podcast. Let's go there. Yeah. I am the least likely person to become a money expert. Right. So truly, if I could do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. I grew up in an immigrant family, uh, super broken home, uh, needed to work early on. And I wanted to be a poet. I started as a poetry major. And uh, then I got a job offer as a business reporter. And I was asked if I knew anything about business news. And I needed a job when I was 18. So I said, yes, absolutely. I love business news. And I was so freaked out. I started on the floor of the Chicago Merck, which is the stock exchange in Chicago. I thought it was a mall. I didn't know. My boyfriend oh high school said he wanted to be a hedge fund manager. I thought he wanted to be in gardening. I didn't know any of the things. That's Cheryl, hysterical. I figured out that money is just a language like anything else. Yeah. I just didn't have a Rosetta Stone for it. I didn't learn it at home. I didn't learn it at school. None of us do. But once you could speak the language, it's like going to Japan and you don't speak Japanese, mm-hmm. you're really confused. And then, hello, you speak the language and you're like, oh, this yeah. wasn't that complicated after all. And so right. I then figured out how to speak it, spoke it to the world, was a business news anchor for a bunch of years talking to old rich white men about money. And then <laughs> after a decade, I burned my corporate bra and I was like, I want to talk to my former self, that girl who was so freaked out and so scared yeah. about money stuff, talking about it, getting it together. And so I wrote Rich Bitch mm-hmm. and a bunch of other books. And That's awesome. And you have Miss Independent. Is this a new book or is? Yep. That's my latest book, my fourth. Um, I have wow. Six more coming out. I can't believe it. That's I need amazing. to take book birth control, Cheryl. Where do I Seriously. That? No, but keep it going, girl. I mean, you're really helping a lot of women and I'm sure men as well um, in, a, in a different way. You know, I think men have a little bit, not all men, but some have a, this ego. Like, why do girls not want to talk about money? And it's really not um, about that. I think, you know, with anything, it's important to call anything out, right? So this is why I, you know, am so open with my life when it comes to trauma or um, me being sober and my problem with alcohol prior to uh, my sobriety. And I think once you call it out, the shame goes away. I guess too, when it comes to money, right? Like it really, 
there is a lot of shame and guilt behind it. Why do you think that is? So much shame and guilt. I think the biggest enemy is between our ears for it. And you're absolutely right. We don't let that shame speak. And once we do, we're like, okay, thank you. And now we can move on. It's when we ignore it that it just becomes more louder. Like those thoughts need to speak. And we all have money trauma in one way or another. I mean, I talk about in my book that I bailed my mother out of jail when I was Yeah, that's crazy. The safe behind the maxi pads. That's insanity. Right. And so I have a weird ass relationship with money and it ha- it's so loaded for me. Uh, you know, my family used cash growing up. I needed to use it in yeah. weird ways that were really traumatic. <laughs> to and bail her out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, you don't have to have as much trauma as that. You might be thinking like, listen, Lappin, I have trauma, yeah. but it's not to that <laughs> level. But we all have. You can't compare it, though. Yeah, something. And it's, yeah. it, trauma is not a competition. No, so absolutely if it, not. If it sucks for you, it sucks. Yeah, And it could be from your family. It could be from your friend group. You could see your friends getting into debt. You could see them hoarding yeah. or hiding stuff from their significant other or this macroeconomic trauma that we've all had in mm-hmm. a hello global pandemic during the dot com bus during the housing crisis. You know, I saw Um, my family's house get foreclosed on. If you went through that, then you have all sorts of insecurities. Or from the flip side, if you saw your family spend frivolously, then you think you want to go on vacations all the time or or whatnot. And so it really affects you. And you have to get to a place where you say and take control that just because it's been done a certain way doesn't mean it's the way it needs to be done. Right. There needs to be financial therapists out there, I think. Like there is really, I I don't know, maybe there are, but um, it's not as publicized if so. It's so important to even just know the lingo. And I know that, you know, my, I just a little bit of my background, my, when it comes to money, my mother grew up in poverty in the Philippines um, and my mom and dad, long story short, Divorced when I was about two years old and my mom, you know, never got any money from my father. But what she did do was she moved to America. She created a nursing company, nursing business, basically an agency, right? That would book nurses to different hospitals. And um, she made it a multi-million dollar company. And she, it's like a rags to riches story. So all I saw growing up was my mom working her ass off. Like I never saw her really. I mean, my Filipino nanny, she hired right when the day I was born in 84. She was the one that took care of me. And so I have, um, I definitely know that my mother didn't have that lifestyle because she made sure that I went to the Philippines and saw the way she grew up. And my mom still to this day will pick up a penny that she sees on um, the sidewalk, you know, because she in a way, and it's not a bad thing. I think it's actually great um, that she still lives in poverty in a way. Like she doesn't ever forget where she came from. And um, I'm grateful for her hard work or else I wouldn't be here today, right? When it comes to like dancing and all of that stuff. So um, what, how important is it? Like if you are a new parent, how important is it to um, not let your money traumas or your shame, I guess, how do you prevent that from happening and, and um, influencing your, your kid, your newborn kid, or even like in those early stages where it's very important? 
It's such a good question. And by the way, I pick up pennies too. So yeah, I, I still that. have an irrational fear of being broke, alone, yeah. and homeless. Still, right. Because you were no homeless. Is that correct? Yeah. You were yeah homeless. I mean, yeah. I had housing insecurities. I had food insecurities, like oh. all sorts of, you know, I, I always let people stay in my house anytime they need to like That's overcompensate sweet. because I just, you know, you get it. feel yeah, I, I I get it. And I always pick up the pennies because I feel like if you don't pick it up, you're not worth a penny. Like, why would mm. you just walk by a penny? Um, wow. So I love that she does that. Um, yeah. And I think with new parents, it's the way you phrase the question is the way to think about the question that you are dictating how your child views money and even just getting to right. that evolved place is important because I get a lot of questions from parents that are like, you know, well, how do I teach my kids financial literacy? And that's awesome. And by the way, it is incumbent on you as a parent because we don't learn this stuff in school. They learn a bunch of BS stuff, Yeah, you know, how to dissect a frog and how to do the Pythagorean theorem and stuff like right. what exactly. train is going to get You're never going to gonna use this. Right. Yeah. Never. Like open Google Maps. And yeah. Exactly. Um, and, you know, we're not going to change that anytime soon. Unfortunately, if I were in charge of the world, we would learn emotional intelligence. We would yes, learn financial I, intelligence. I totally. I'm with you. But we don't. And so I think the biggest thing that kids learn, sure, you can help them in little ways. Like, you know, if they borrow money from you, you can have them pay mm -hmm. you back with interest. You can have them negotiate their allowance and create little entrepreneurs. You can do little techniques here and there to help educate them about the basics of finance that they're not even going to learn. I didn't in college. Yeah. Um, but it's really how you act that's mm -hmm. going to uh, actions speak louder. How they are yeah. exactly because they're watching you. Are you freaked out? They're gonna feel that. Are you spending fri frivolously? They're going to see that. So it's really like put your oxygen mask on first, right? Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. com. 
And when it comes to people that are avoidant, right, that don't want anything to do with anything, what do you say to if it was um, a partner, you know, who really doesn't want to know how much he has in a bank account or um, has so much shame when it comes to maybe not having a lot, but then at the end of the day, you know, doesn't really know how to spend, but spends it all, you know, or save, sorry, doesn't know how to save, yet he has a problem spending. What would you say to your partner, like when it comes to, because um, money is a sensitive topic, it could literally ruin a relationship. And I guess it is almost better for me in my experiences to have a mediator because there really is no, for me, nice way to say, you know, listen, we've got to change the habit here. How, how, what would you advise with a situation that's so uncomfortable? I, I'm like stuttering because I'm uncomfortable trying to it. like relive that, you know? Of course it is uncomfortable and a lot of marriages end because of money. Yeah. And the truth is you can only control one thing. Yourself. And it's yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, you're not going to be able to control a significant other and how they spend or how they save or don't. And so money, I think, is the last taboo we have. Maybe mental health a little bit, but although that's less of a taboo and fertility, but but forget it. Sex. We'll talk about bikini waxes at oh, we'll with talk about yes, and yes, everything bowel movements. Like yes, sexy you'll see time. somebody masturbate on television, like <laughs> yeah, totally. on Netflix. And yet, it's like how much is in your bank account, and it's yeah. crickets. Yeah. What? What? And yeah. so it's I think the last big taboo we have as a society. So in all sorts of relationships and. In order to break that, somebody has to go first. So with hard things that we've already talked about, somebody goes first and you say, yeah, I'll show you mine if you show me yours or you don't even need to show me yours. But <laughs> are you a grower goes- or a shower? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you did it. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Sorry, had to put some well, humor into that. I love it. Listen, I when it comes to money, I really want growers. <laughs> yeah, same. Yes. Question. So preferably before you get married, you have these conversations, right? And so would you then recommend that you have separate joint accounts if one person is not as good with money than the other? Um, and what do you feel like? How do you feel about prenups? Love prenups. Um, Me too. Love, love, love. Had one. Highly great. Highly recommend prenups, especially as women. Are it's really, but older. that was difficult too. Cause it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, well, you don't, you know, care or you don't trust me or whatever it is. It's, it has nothing to do with that actually. It does. It doesn't. It's you can, I know I've seen a lot of people do a prenup, put it in the fire or whatever and say, we never need to look at this again hopefully. But yeah. it's truly about having your own back. And yeah. I think as women are getting married later and later, then they have their own assets. And it's quite an and also family assets. Like it's not just about you. You have come from somebody and whether they have assets or not, you may want to protect them. Absolutely. And you don't want the state to decide. So I think in any time people are concerned about that, I say, well, do you want your state to decide what happens? Right. If something happens in your relationship, no. Or especially if you have kids, then yeah. if you don't have something in place uh, to protect yourself, then you have no control over it. So, yeah. yes, there are hard conversations. If you can't have that conversation, you have 
bigger problems, I think. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't get married. Yeah. But if you are in a relationship that's getting serious, I'm not saying like ask the credit score on the first date. No. Although I've long advocated for a filter around. We'll just finances. cut the bullshit and maybe you should ask. <laughs> Maybe actually, or maybe I should ask too, since I'm currently I'm not currently dating actively, but I will be soon. I maybe that's not a bad idea. Hey, by the way, it tells you a lot about their responsibility, uh, mm-hmm. and so I think that it's more important than a filter on dating apps. That's like, is he five eight or five nine? Way more important if he has debt or not. I'm just saying. Exactly. If he lives like twenty. That's miles like away, actually the question yeah. you need to ask. I don't even care what the face looks like at this point. It's like, do you have debt? And by the way, a lot of uh, there was a big story that a woman uh, broke up with her boyfriend because she found out about financial infidelity, which is real. And What's a that? bunch like just hiding money uh, from they, your they owe money from your significant other. Oh. Like they're in a bunch of debt that they didn't know about. And so people were railing on her. I'm like, no, 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 no. That is like you know what kind of other breakers people have that's a red flag right i was going to ask you like my next question is like what are the red flags in a relationship whether it be a woman or a man it doesn't matter the gender i think what matters is like okay what is what are the red flags regardless of the honeymoon phase well a lot first of all the to answer your question about the joint bank accounts i say yours mine and ours when Mm. you're getting to that place but you're gonna have the talk the money talk at different stages in your relationship. So when you move in together, you want to know whose name the bills are under, because I've counseled a lot of women who went through divorce who either get screwed in one of two ways. Either the bills were under their name and they weren't getting paid, so they screwed their credit, or the bills were under their name and so they don't have credit because Mm -hmm. nothing was under their name to accumulate Mm -hmm. a payment history. So it's different at every stage. And then you get married, of course, you have kids, like a will is important to talk about. These are not funsies conversations. No. They're grown up. And they're also not cheap, right? They're not cheap or fun. Yeah. But they're important. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you have to put your big girl pants on for it. So if if your significant other doesn't want to do that, that is the biggest red flag. Okay. So if he doesn't want to get a will or he doesn't even want to have the conversation, period. Right. Why? I mean, that is a grown up important conversation to but be what able if, to But for have. people that are like, we have, I have nothing to my name. So why would I have a will? I, I mean, I'm not kids. saying that personally, but I'm just saying like for people that may have that like, you know, I'm I am in debt and I don't have anything to my name. Why would I have a will? Red flag. Red flag. But there are green flags, too. And, and I how like about to- someone's that that's like I'll pay you back and never pays you back? That's red obvious. <laughs> Huge red flag or, you know, that has uh, debt or it owes other people money, too. Red yeah. Flag. Right. Right. Listen, not all debt is terrible debt. If they've invested in themselves, if you think of debt in the financial world as you kind of think of like fat, uh, there's good fat and bad fat. So you eat avocados is good fat. Got right. Yeah. And then there's like French fries. That's bad fat. Right. In the financial world, good debt is like student debt or a business loan or something like that. Bad debt would be credit card debt. Or like putting your house as like, um, like basically owing the bank, right? Because like Underwater. they've been taking money out of their home there. Yeah. Girl, what? I ha- We need to have drinks. What has been? I'm sober. <laughs> but I'll have tea with you. 
I would like, I'll have a drink. How about that? And then we can totally. talk about. I'm just whole... as fun though, with or without one. You are. Uh, but it sounds like you've seen a lot. Uh, oh, I, and I think that this has something to do with, I'm not saying that this was the case in my marriage, uh, um, but I, for some reason, you know, I'm always the breadwinner in every relationship. And I've had this discussion with my therapist. I think it's a control issue and that's some another guest um but like it really but i do i think i have this control over money in a weird way um i guess too i was raised because my mother i told you about her background she in a way equates money to love and that has it, it's hard to separate when i've been raised that way in a way like it's like money plays a huge role in my life and i don't know why i choose to be the breadwinner. I, I can't be the one take being taken care of, you know? Mm. That is so interesting. And I've never been taken care of. It's always been me in every relationship. And it sounds like that's not worked out so well. <laughs> Clearly. So maybe you just try something different. No, totally. But what is the psychology? Because I've heard you talk about like women who you know, find it hard to leave their man because they need them for their financial security. And I am the complete opposite. So maybe that's the reason. Maybe it's because I want to have that freedom. Yeah, I think that unfortunately, a lot of women stay in relationships that are bad, toxic, abusive, because they mm -hmm. don't think they can make money on their own. Uh, or they think that they don't understand money or they don't understand math. And the, the truth is you don't need to have an advanced math degree to get your finances <laughs> together. A fifth grader can do the math. Well, it's the I'm humanity. not smarter than a fifth grader though. So <laughs> no, girl, you are, and you've got it together. You're not in, you're not in this position. I mean, unless you're not telling me something. I'm, but... I'm actually in an alleyway right now as uh, it just happens to have all these dance pictures on the wall, alleyway. isn't it? <laughs> That's where I live. No I'm kidding. Uh, but, but it's, but it's the, it's the humanities part. It's yeah. The, it's the getting your friend to pay you back part that kind of screws people up. Is it it's true, though, when people say that, expect them not to pay you back? Yeah. Like when you let people borrow money, you first of all need to do it because you want to do it, but then know that they're probably not paying you back. There's that old adage that if you lend a friend a money, decide what you want more, the friend yeah. or the money. Yeah. And I think I give friends money, but I don't do. expect it back. Okay. Even if they say it? Yeah. I just don't expect it. I don't even want it back. That's nice of you. But I know I'm, I'm a nice friend, but I I do counsel folks Is, on how to have that conversation when you're how? trying to get Because your... like, I, I mean, I don't mind. I know. But then still, when someone says to me, they're paying me back, there's something about me and like following through with things too. That's like, it's not necessarily about the money. It's about the fact that you said it, but then you didn't follow through with it. I didn't even ask you to say you're going to pay me back. I didn't say you have to pay me back. Right. But I think the people feel guilty for just asking to borrow money or have money or do you have any money? So your thing is if you lent a friend money and they were like, Cheryl, I'll totally pay you back. Like, thank you I didn't so even much. ask for that. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, okay, but you told me this and now you're breaking your promise. Yes. So yes. Like, where's my Because I even say that. I said, don't say it if you're not going to be able to do it. Right. Because I'm not even asking for it back. But then you get into a position where you then ask them for it back or you don't. No, or you never. That. No, you just never. I, I don't avoid it them. because I know I, that's not my reason for giving it 
to them in the first place. It's like you, like I'm giving it because I want to give it and I want to help. But it, it goes deeper than that because when you say something, even though I've said, are you, sh- don't even start it, don't start because then it'll be another issue. I don't expect it back. So don't say that you're going to pay me. Oh, I'm going to pay back. I'm going to pay back. You know, because it's the guilt and shame of this whole interaction, right? And transaction. So it's like, what do you do in that situation? And then, so you're secretly upset at them? I'm secretly upset at the fact that they didn't yet acknowledge, look, actually, I can't pay you back. At, at any point, you have this whole time to acknowledge it, right? Like, instead, it's like this elephant in the room. And you don't want to have the, you don't want to bring up the elephant? I No, I have. I definitely have, and for how's sure. how's that gone? I, I'll pay you back. And then they don't. And then you lose Correct. the friend. Or the yes. relationship, or you lose Correct. the trust in it. A hundred percent, I feel betrayed. Mm-hmm. It makes because sense. I all I want is accountability deep down inside. I just want the accountability. Well, it does very quickly show you somebody's true habits. I mean, yeah. I sometimes suggest to, you know, have the conversation, but offer sort of like a friendly payment plan, or like <laughs> you know whatever it is you're not dealing yeah. with. Uh, you know, a bank, obviously mm-hmm. you're dealing with the relationship, but you can offer, you know, calendar reminders or just have the conversation. Maybe they forgot. I don't know. Right, Give them right. the benefit of the doubt. Right, like, totally. You don't know what's going on in their lives. And so yeah. having the conversation, but yeah, if they screw you over, then unfortunately you lost the money on the friend. Yeah, that sucks. All right. Well, moving on when you, I've heard you say that it's not people and I am one of the people that believe that investing in homes is a good thing. I have my home that I bought 15 years ago here. Um, So it's not an alleyway, it's a house. Um, And I have been back and forth with putting it on the market. I've had lots of blind buyers come up to me and then, you know, throw a great number. But then I'm like, where the hell am I going to go? And why would I rent and flush my money down the toilet? Is that a myth? Or is that like, as far as renting is a horrible thing? That's what my mom has taught me. And I do believe that renting is a waste of money. Why? Because you're not investing when you have the money to invest. Why not invest in a home to live in instead of renting and flushing your money down the toilet? Do you think buying food is wasting money? Mm, You need it for survival. You need housing right. for but survival. What if, but what if you have the money to pay for a home? But what if you have money that you saved up for a down payment and then you put all that money into the house and your house poor now, and then that money, that lump sum that you put as a down payment for the house isn't growing other places. So the misconception is that you're throwing this money that you'd be paying as a mortgage. Mm. Um, you're You're equating the fact that the mortgage and the rent are the same. Is it an without... investment as a mortgage or no? Well, you, oftentimes you're spending just as much as the house cost on the interest. Right. right? But which is like leaving that aside for a moment and also leaving aside the fact that a lot of people buy houses for a write-off, which makes no sense to me. Um, (laughs) Leaving that aside for a second, if you, let's say, want to get a million dollar house for easy math, you have 200 grand, you saved up 200 grand like through your life and you want to buy a house because you think it's a good investment because your grandma bought a house and that was 50 grand and then she sold it for 250 grand and that's the way she made a bunch of money. Well, you're not accounting for a few things that grandma, uh, when she bought the house for 50 grand, also movie tickets were 
five cents and inflation happens. So 250 grand might actually be the same amount uh, if you inflation adjust it. Second of all, if you put that 200 grand in the market, uh, that ultimately yields about 10% not inflation adjusted over time. Are you going to make more money by mm. taking that lump sum, that 200 grand and putting it to work for you instead of putting it up and tying it up in bricks and mortar? And clearly, I don't know about how to build a house. Right, 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 right. In all of that instead. So it's the opportunity it's cost mm -hmm. of where you're putting that money. But if you if you do have the means to buy a home, would you suggest that you you invest in yourself because you want a roof over your head, right? Or does it not matter if you buy a house or rent, like if you had that option? I first say when somebody wants to buy a house, I want to know what the rest of their finances are. Do they have right. debt? Like this is not right. a conversation in a vacuum. We've been no. kind of brainwashed to think that home ownership is the end all be all. And it could be, and it could be a good investment for you, but your primary house, I don't think, unless you're going on HGTV and you're some like house flipper that I don't know about, <laughs> um, is your home. It's your nest. It's your place to nest your face off. It's your place... <laughs> to stay for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's where, by the way, you're not going to get a lot of things when you say flushing down the toilet, you're not going to get your closing costs back. You're not going to get all of the money that you invested into fixing stuff because obviously you're the landlord for yeah. that house. So like right. breaks, um, you know, the plumbing, you have to do all that. Yeah. None of that money is coming back to you. And right. so, yes, having a house is and by the way, if it's an emotional reason, to me, that's a, as good a reason as any to get a house. Mm -hmm. uh, but don't kid yourself that it's a good investment, that you're going to make this killing by just buying a house because you're right. But for for my so for my experience, I bought this house 15 years ago, like I said, and now it's worth a lot more. Inflation adjusted? Yes. OK. Yeah. Um, and. So I've been investing now in like kind of taking the carpet out, like renovating small little renovations, not like building another level or anything. But um, I do, I always thought that maybe it would be great eventually, I can't afford it now, but eventually be able to rent this place and buy and hopefully be able to upgrade into another home. But with what you're saying, maybe that's not the best idea. It could be the best idea for you. And by the way, you know, it's nothing in the financial literacy land is gospel for everyone. I'm right. just offering another perspective. I, I love you. I love that because I was so married to that. But now I hear you. Yeah. And by the way, you can come up, you can hear all of this information and still come up with the same conclusion, yeah. which is great. No, it's totally. like I became a vegetarian when I was 11 and I asked myself, self, do I like meat? And I could have right. said, yes, I love meat. And then I could have eaten meat. But it's that moment where you ask yourself, like, is this right for me? Yeah. Just because I've been told this is right doesn't necessarily no. mean it's true. But you could come up with that conclusion. I think for me, I don't love the idea of investment properties. I know that's been a thing. Rich dad, poor dad proliferated that idea. I don't want to deal with other humans <laughs> and right. like getting their rent and, then and you, fixing their And plumbing. if you don't want to deal with it, you have to pay someone to deal with it. And then there you go. It just is a, a domino effect. But you have to ask yourself what your goal is. Is your yeah. goal with that to make money? And if so, there are other ways yeah. to make your money work for you. Like what? 
like even investing in real estate investment trusts, which are called, you know, REITs, for instance, you buy them uh, like you would stocks and you can buy real estate investment trusts that track different things, residential housing, commercial housing, parking structure, Uh storage units, all sorts of stuff. And then you don't have to deal with somebody's plumbing. Right. Uh, So there's other ways to do it. And if you, and I'm sure, you know, your house has appreciated and it's a rad house and you put all this money into it and even inflation adjusted. But if you crunch the numbers, you know, if you inflation adjust what you're getting in the stock market, just by investing in the market. So S and P 500 index funds, which, you know, we can talk about if you want, but uh, would be the equivalent of investing in the market over time would be 7%. And so just see, would it be the equivalent of 7%? And is that really, you know, where the goal is, is it to simply make money? And if so, there are other options. If not, if it's a whole like emotional situation and like working stuff out, I'm here for that. Then just be honest with yourself about that. Right. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. So going back to the S&P of uh, that conversation, for those people that have no idea, including myself, what does that stand for? So, so index funds are awesome because they track an index. So what is an index? So if you've heard on the news that the Dow is up or the Dow is down or the S&P 500 is up okay. or down or the NASDAQ is up or down, those are indexes. And so the S&P 500, for instance, is an index of the 500 biggest stocks there are. So when you buy an index fund, you're essentially buying a little bit of all of those stocks. So it's built in diversification. So if something goes up in the S&P, you know, or down, something else is propping it up. If a company is really terrible, they get kicked out of the S&P. And so over time, Warren Buffett, the greatest investor Mm -hmm. arguably of our time, even put in his will for his own wife to buy 
S&P 500 index funds because many fund managers, when you're looking at investing, will tell you they can beat the market. But the dirty little secret, Cheryl, is that so few actually do. They might have good publicists. They might try to convince you that they do. But it's very hard to beat the returns of what the overall stock market has done over time. Mm. And if you want to invest in that, then index funds, ETFs, you can buy and sell those like stocks right. are the best way to go. ETFs, exchange traded funds. Got it. Okay, a couple more questions. What is going on with our economy right now? And is there, a, is there, should we be scared, nervous that we're going to be going through a recession and never coming back from it? Or is that um, just a bunch of BS? Have we ever not come back from a recession? I hear we're not coming back from, I don't know where I heard this from. So we've never not as a country uh, come back from never not being like a double negative, of course. No, we're, we've never we'll make it come work. back from yeah. a downturn or a recession in U.S. Right. history. And in fact, if you change your mindset. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not like stuck on it. I just need to know. I, I've chosen not to listen to stuff like that just because it stresses don't, me out. Um, don't listen to it. That's why Put I have people on. like you. Yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah. But, um, but I would be here to tell you if you reframe it to actually like a good opportunity. Yeah. There could be a good opportunity if you have money on the sidelines, if you have a long investment horizon, then recessions could be good buying opportunities because things are on sale. I mean, if right. I, we look to the last recession um, in 2008, I wish I had a lot more money to put into companies because- Like what companies would you have done? I would have put money probably into index funds and to just have okay. the diversification, especially if you're starting investing for the first time. I really suggest not to buy individual stocks. Um, and so if you're investing either through a brokerage or your retirement account, you can choose, and yeah. I hope you do choose different investments, but things are on, high quality investments like that are on mm -hmm. sale. So, right. I mean, it's kind of like going to TJ Maxx or Nordstrom Rack, Ross. like you can find a Gucci purse. There yeah, is totally. one. This and also it's kind of real, like but yeah. Tinder too. <laughs> totally. Different story. They're, they're, oh goodness. Keep oh, going. That word, Tinder. Grinder, <laughs> not grinder. Sorry, Raya. Wrong one. Um, yeah, you have to dig a little bit, but you it, know what? You're actually you right. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Okay. That's a great way to think about it too. Um, as far as, uh, okay. So <laughs> business managers in this entertainment business, right. Of, um, the industry a lot. I'm not saying mine is amazing. I've been with her for, for 15 years, but I also make sure that I'm on top of it as well for my own, um, great. education. Um, but you know, my, father who passed away has told me horror stories um, about how people basically get robbed by their business managers. And um, sometimes, and I'm totally at fault at this. I'm definitely, I used to be very codependent and like I didn't know anything and I didn't really want to know anything. Um, I just wanted to put my head down and make money and that's what I did. But how important is it to uh, double check and to like, how do you know what's a red flag when you want people and it doesn't have to be in the in entertainment industry. It can be anybody who does your taxes or anyone that handles your finances, whether it just be a little bit of a little portion of it or your investments or whatever. How do you make sure that that person is legit? 
you want to make sure that that person is a fiduciary and a fiduciary, I know, but it's a really important one in the finance world because a fiduciary compared to a broker, and there are other names that brokers can kind of hide behind, like vice president of blah, blah, company would be a broker. And so that would be equivalent even in the entertainment industry to a stylist versus a salesperson at a department store. A stylist, you're paying a flat fee to, and they're working for you and whatever is going to look the best and the cutest right. for you. Right, right, right. The person at Bloomies or wherever no, is they want working commission. on commission. Yeah. And that happens in the financial world a lot and people get confused. So I constantly remind people to ask if they are dealing with a fiduciary. Do your research, a, yeah. Yes, fiduciary is somebody that's working word. for you. I know. It sounds weird. It's like kind of douchey. Like douchey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a good kind. The good douche. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Good, good point. Um, quickly, what the hell are NFTs and is it still happening? <laughs> quickly. Uh, NFTs. I, I have an episode on Benny Rehab uh, about okay. how I think that's good. NFTs, art-based NFTs are a front for I, money laundering. I can't wrap my head around this thing. It's, it's a lot. So crypto obviously has crashed. I think it's the basis, the technology I'm down with, art-based NFTs, I think, are are kind of going away. Although Does it have to be your art, yeah, like original art. Uh, it could be both. And just like in the normal art world, we've seen people bidding up their own stuff. So yeah. hang for their own thing. So it increases in got value. It, got it. But there are use cases of NFTs being used for loyalty programs and brands are using them in other ways that I think will have staying power. I think okay. they're still working out the kinks and like Web3 and the metaverse and all that stuff. Right, right, right. right. other show on that. But, totally. uh, but yeah, I think that there are some use cases within Web3. for and, and is it true or maybe, I don't know, don't take my information to like, oh goodness, what is she? No, I'm just hearing it from like the people I hang out with. Um, but like supposedly it's not doing great right now when it comes to NFTs. Like, is that is that a thing that's it's not, happening? Or yeah, art whoever based, invested a lot in NFTs, that must hurt a little bit or? Yes, and it hurts my heart because a lot of people that didn't have money to lose are losing it, which oh makes me- too many people. Yeah, it you know, and I think that the psychology like lost, like lost everything. Like there's no coming back yeah. from it. Well, oh. also with crypto too. So I have always advised to keep your crypto investment to no more than one percent of your net worth. Well, it's like so gambling, right? Like you want to do it when you have money, extra money, maybe. Yes. So one percent of your net worth, and anyone can have a net worth, not just rich people. So it's right. your assets minus your liabilities, everything you own versus minus everything you owe, and one percent of that you can afford to lose um one percent of that one percent which is uno one, one. <laughs> say one in every language one ahad yeah Hebrew. Um, yeah, exactly uh, isa and tagalog <laughs> perfect okay cool. that's it Nailed whatever it. language you speak this many <laughs> yes. um but you can't afford to sort of miss out on growth if that becomes 100 percent. the problem is that people are looking for a quick fix and here's the psychology that there is no quick fix to hell no rich. there is no no quick fixes answer. to mental health yeah no none th there's like a dad joke that if you want to double your money quickly fold it in half there's no fast <laughs> way 
And that that was what a lot of people hoped they would find. They were like, okay, I've slacked on doing all the. It just sounded too good to be true. And like you say, in in everything that I've heard you be a part of, um, including your books, you say if it's too good to be true, it's probably not legit, right? Like, or it's not exactly your quote, but you can say your quote if you want. By the way, you're a smart woman. You are a smart, successful, entrepreneurial, badass businesswoman. If you don't understand this stuff, Cheryl, it is not the stuff. I mean, it's not you. It could be It'd the It'd be stuff. like going to the blackjack table in Vegas and being like, here's everything I worked my ass off for. I danced my ass off for this much money and I'm just going to double it down right now. Like literally, is that not the equivalent I mean, there are a lot of similarities for sure to gambling. Uh, I also think that you should listen to yourself. If you're stumped by it, why are you investing in it? You figured out harder things, dude, in life. It's Gary V's fault. I'm kidding. (laughs) Love you, Gary V. (laughs) That that guy could tell anybody. It's totally true. You can sell glasses to a blind man. I mean, I agree. I had so much fun with you. I have so many other questions that we never got to we have to do it again and i printed out your pdf because i'm gonna finish miss independent everyone needs to read it and also be proactive with um whatever nicole is telling you to do because that is vital we like to tell the rest of um you know the listeners uh, because i thought you were so it just really defeated the purpose but that's fine maybe it would have been too green if we both wore it um so where can people find you What's coming up next? What are you currently working on? I'm sure it's a long list, but um, quickly, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to our daily show, Money Rehab. Yes. Uh, where we talk about all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the first step to any recovery is admitting you have a problem and we all have many problems. The only Absolutely. one you can't fix is the one you don't admit you have. Yeah, that's so hard. It makes my like skin crawl. And then where can people find Miss Independent? Anywhere books are sold. Um I'm listening yeah. to the Audible version. It's great. Oh. <laughs> I'm more of an Audible girl, so it's uh, it's definitely um, more popular than when I started. Rich Bitch was my first book. And okay, I I went into the booth to that. Actually, them. I uploaded it, and it's free on Audible. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, it's great. There's a promotion, <laughs> I think. Yes, everybody, yeah. go take it. I'm going to read that. that too. Does it matter if we read it in order, like all your books, or no? So, Rich Bitch is kind of the first step in this independence like miss is like rich bitch part two i need to go back then rich bitch is like getting your basic financial life together and then miss independent is how to actually grow wealth which is so awesome hopefully as you're seeing Mm -hmm. um you know compound interest is really so cool i know it sounds boring but your money is making money for you while in your sleep my mom always said that you want to be able to make money in your sleep which is why she didn't think i should be a dancer because she's like who's gonna be doing and i'm like okay she goes dancing's never gonna make you money cut to this amazing opportunity (laughs) but she's so happy for me obviously but that it will be ingrained in my brain you know make money in your sleep and that's what you're talking about right you can. You work so hard for your money. I mean, yeah. you danced your ass off for that money. Literally. Literally. Still have an like, ass, though. Yeah. You do a good one. And, <laughs> you know, have that money return the favor. That's all I'm saying. Amen, sister. We need more people out there like you. So thank you so mm-hmm. much for your time, for your wisdom. And um, I'll chat with you later. I definitely would take you up on getting tea, but you can definitely drink. I'll be the designated driver. Fabulous. And we'll have really great conversations. Are you married okay. by any chance? Engaged. Congrats. <laughs> I um uh, met my now fiance 
in the pandemic um, through nice. Matchmaker. Stop it. Patty Stanger? No. <laughs> um, Three-day rule. Oh, there's um, another one. Talia Goldstein. Okay. I'm happy to introduce you. Listen, I did. have you ever done dating apps? Because I, I refuse. Oh, okay. A little bit. And? You're not ideal. Yeah, no. That's why I think Matchmaker, you cut through the bullshit and you just get to it. So you're going to appreciate this story, I think. So she had reached out to me and she's uh, introduced a lot of boss bitches. So like uh-huh. Ali Webb, who started okay. Dry Bar, she mm-hmm. just introduced to her husband. Um, oh, wow. And so I, in between relationships, we were supposed to chat. And so she said, are you single? And I like got to a place where I was really, really good with being single and yeah. not just gave it lip service. But for That's a while, great. I'd say like, I'm good, I'm with good being single right now. but yeah. I'm not. But then I got to a place where I was like, no, no, I'm on a mission. Like, I'm actually really good. I'm really happy being single. And that's when you found someone. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. I know everybody says that, but it's true. Um, It's true. But you have to really not care. Like, I really actually yeah, at all. And I was so honest and I'd done so much work on myself and I was just like found so much clarity. And so she said, well, I might have somebody to introduce you to. Like, let's jump on a call. And so I was like, I'll you know, take the call. And I was really honest. I was like, here's the way I'm, here's what it is. She's like, well, you're maybe not right for this guy, but I'll put you in the database. And if you meet somebody else's criteria, I'll call you. And I was like, sister, (laughs) I don't belong in a database. I'm not, I'm not a database kind of girl. Um, I'm not waiting to meet yeah. somebody else's criteria. Uh, I, no. And having a robot do it. No, thanks. No, I was like, on principle, I didn't expect to like, throw down some G's on this conversation. <laughs> but I am going to join just so I can have I can sleep at night and have yeah. peace of mind that I am giving you my criteria. And, and that I, I don't like belong it. in a database. So I, I ended like up it. just joining really quickly. And yeah, yeah. My and like, how, how, how fast? Was first it person I met. shut up? Yeah, good for you. Have you ever been married before? No. Nope. Oh wow! Look at your face. You're so oh, happy. <laughs> oh, me and you are the same age. Listen, what? what uh, yo, yeah, you're 84. Yeah, 38. Mar- mine on March 7th. I'm at Pisces. Mar- May 3rd, Taurus. Yeah, I think well, we get happy along. To introduce you. Yes, please. Yes, I would love that. Actually, I why recommend not? it. I'll the have other, like a, all the matchmakers. <laughs> you totally. Sh- I mean, why not? Because yeah. what got me was that as a business person, you hire a search firm if you want to hire. If yeah. you have, you know, enough money, then you hire mm. a personal trainer mm. to help you. Like, exactly. Which yes. you don't know. Right. And, and so- by the way, I don't want to be on my phone more than I am swiping left because I don't like the way his eyebrows look. Like that's so ridiculous, everything about it. I agree. And the coolest part is that they do the first date for you. Which Ooh. Do they come I, on it too? That'd be great. They do. They like vet them. They do a Zoom or something with them. And oh, I good. it's so good because that's I, how I think we should do it nowadays. Yes. Because I've gone on so many shitty first dates and I come back and I'm like, I just wasted a good pair of lashes Thank you. for this. That what? takes a lot of time to do a dinner. Like, I don't even know you. And that takes three hours. No. Just to get ready. I yeah, highly no, no, no. recommend it. They do the Zoom. And I thought they're going to, these dudes are going to think that I can't get a date. So that's why I hired a matchmaker. And they said, no, the right person is going to yeah. think it's the coolest thing. Well, because he's also involved. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I love your Just story. Send me a note. Okay, I will. I'll DM you. I'm following you. Yay. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much to Nicole Lappin. She really helped me with all these 
you know, kind of shameful questions that we tend to just hold in and not want to talk about. Um, I think, it, like she said, it is so important to have these uncomfortable conversations. But um, moving forward, we got a lot of responses from last week's questions. How do you cope with grief? But I wanted to read one that stood out to me. This is from Amber at Amber Mercado 8301, who left this comment on um, our IG. I cope with grief by crying it out sometimes, letting myself process these emotions I'm feeling. I'll write down what I'm feeling because when I talk to someone, I sometimes feel like I'm never listened to. So I would just sit in my room, put some sad music on, just write when my dad died. And every year when that time comes of his passing, I'll sit in my room with no light and I'll listen to his music and it reminds me of all the good memories I had with him when I was younger. I only grieve my sadness so that the light can shine through and bring me happiness and help me reminisce. That is so beautiful, Amber. Thank you so much for sending. I think that you're exactly right, even though there's no right, no wrong on how to cope with grief, but it does help by just crying it out sometimes. And I think with society today, it's so easy to just to put your emotions and feelings aside and um, always say that, oh, I'll cope with it later. But I think you just nailed it. So thank you again for your response. And um, as you guys know, at the end of every episode, we need to ask the listeners the question of the week, which is, should you follow up with someone that owes you money but hasn't paid you back yet? Oi, I know I don't think I could do that because <laughs> there's a long list, people. Anyway, um, we want to hear from you guys. So please email us at Burke in the game at iHeartRadio.com or DM us on Instagram at Burke in the game. Again, one more time. The question of the week is, should you follow up with someone that owes you money but hasn't paid you back yet? See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at Burke in the game. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at BurkeInTheGame at iHeartRadio.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.